Welcome to Paydirt Sports. This is Will Dundon. Got Nick Truchel and Reese Bennett with me. We're going to kick it off tonight with a little college football talk. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, guys, biggest game of the weekend, definitely Michigan, Michigan State. The Paul Bunyan Trophy, I believe. A legendary trophy. Dude, I'll, I will say, I feel like the Big Ten has some of the best uh, trophy games. They just, they're humorous to me. Like, yeah. I think it's Michigan and Minnesota that do battle for the little brown jug. For the little brown jug. Isn't uh, what's Tennessee Kentucky Battle of the Barrel or what is that like big barrel they have? Maybe. See, I don't even know. That's the thing. but I think you might be right. Actually, I think I've heard that before. Anyway, Michigan, Michigan State. I find it odd that they have a Paul Bunyan Trophy, and maybe maybe I'm just throwing this into the wind. And there's a lot of trophies like this, but Paul Bunyan is a fictional character. Like, I'd like to know the history behind it. Like, who decided that we we're going to make this nursery rhyme about Paul Bunyan, the trophy of our intense conference rival game i have no idea trisha what do you look are you looking at the battle of the barrel right now yeah here's a nice little picture of peyton manning Uh, holding that barrel over his head that's pretty good although paul bunyan i like that one speaking of halloween happy halloween yesterday oh yeah um, paul bunyan is like the one of the easiest other than cowboy or baseball player it's one of the easiest halloween costumes a guy can get together you just get a flannel jacket and maybe some suspenders yeah People are like, oh, what are you? Oh, I'm Paul Bunyan. And they're like, why? Oh, I'm wearing a flannel. So there you go. That's a good one. Nice little costume tip from Reese. Um, but yeah, Michigan flopping is, uh, I mean, Harbaugh, as usual, can't really win the big games. and He is trash against rivals. I mean, seemed, and everyone yeah. knew that, but it's just continuing on. Like, it seemed like, hey, maybe Michigan actually was going to put it together this year. And I... Uh, I bet you they lose to Ohio State. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I just don't see it happening. It, all Harbaugh has proven to me is that he's not going to win any big games for you. Mm-mm. He'll get you at least against your rivals. Maybe, yeah. maybe he'll come out and be like a non-conference team every now and then. But Michigan State has owned him. I feel like since he's been in the Big Ten. Yeah. And Taylor Lewan, bad look, Colin. Especially when you're a guy who, yeah, you got owned by Michigan State when you were in college. Yeah. And he kind of said that he. He, he wanted to say, you know, we're talking about like all time. We're talking about now, like Michigan State's going to win. But then obviously Michigan State comes in. And I'll say this. I don't know if we'll do any Heisman talk this episode. But Kenneth Walker, that was his Heisman game for me. Dude comes out. And Reese, you talked about it last week, maybe having a running back year for the Heisman. Yeah. Dude comes out and has five touchdowns in their biggest game of the year. And they're still undefeated. So as long as – I think to be a Heisman, for me anyway, you just – you got to not get like just blown out one game because I feel like that really taints it a little bit. Yeah, like, it does. If you just you can don't have show some up. tight losses, but if you just get absolutely obliterated and you perform really terribly, I think one game can even take you out of the the race for it. Right, unless unless you get blown out and like you had a really good game, yeah, you then can, I won't I won't count it against you. It still doesn't look good, but. That's especially at a running back position. It's one thing if you're a quarterback and you have a really big loss. Yeah. But a running back, you can kind of only do so much. But yeah. Well, five touchdowns against what number six in the nation when when they played Michigan. Yeah, and num- number two yeah. defense. I yeah. Think. I mean, to have five touchdowns and just go off and you're like marquee game of the season is that's a really big help for Kenneth Walker. Also, Tennessean, a homegrown guy. He's went played high school in Arlington, Tennessee, which is like. Just oh, yeah. east of Memphis, so yeah. congratulations, Kenneth Walker. I would like to see you on the Tennessee Titans. Shout out to Arlington. Yeah, we'll get into the Titans running back yeah. situation a little we'll, later. We'll as save well. that for later. 
Um, but what what were the other big games? We had Auburn beating Ole Miss. Yeah, why don't we take a look at this game here? And I mean, did you guys see that play where the the defensive lineman I can't remember his exact name, but Ole Miss continuing with their injury BS? Yes, I did see that. Like, just, he, yeah, he he's would, standing up fine. And you just see and him go down. There was also an occasion where they had a player go down and then still play in that play. Like, which is not supposed to be allowed. Ole Miss has figured out how to cheat by faking injuries. They have really perfected I, that art. And I've seen some of those fans come out and try to talk about how, no, oh, everyone else does it, like, and or like sarcastically say, oh, yeah, no one not, else does it like us. But no, no, really, no one else does it like Ole Miss does it. <laughs> like you, definitely, you can cherry pick. Like most teams have probably had some moments where they have faked an injury, or it seems like. Something like that, but Ole Miss does it multiple times every game. Yeah, it's like any time they get uncomfortable, yeah. they go down. Which, uh, yeah, and no, obviously no one, no one else likes that, and it is a loophole. It's something they got to fix, and we talked about that already. We won't dive too far into it. But man, Auburn, They're I was kind saying of a this, dark horse. Yeah, I was saying this to Trucial before we got started. They're turning into quite the sleeper team. Yeah, I mean if they beat. A&M, sorry, Reese. And it kinda, won't happen. So Kind of get things rolling here. I mean, I don't see them losing um, to who do they play? South it's, Carolina. It's Mississippi State and South Carolina after yeah. that before they go into Bama. Well, so if Mississippi they, State if they out, took down Kentucky. No, yeah. yeah. Mississippi State's now. Yeah. yeah. And we'll definitely sure. – we'll, we'll talk about that. But I think if Auburn gets on a little hot streak right here and then going into the Iron Bowl, who knows what could happen. I mean, that game's a toss-up all the time. I mean – I feel like Gus Malzahn had some not too great Auburn teams beat the beat some great that Alabama was one teams. One thing Gus Malzahn could do when he was at Auburn was beat Nick Saban. Yeah. He had the best record against Nick Saban, I think, against than anyone else in that time period, even yeah. in Dabo, you know. Yeah, and I will say Auburn, you know, if they do have really good pieces on their team. I think they're a little thin at wide receiver from what I've heard, but if Bo Nix comes out and he plays a good game, he's capable for sure. He just sometimes he sometimes reminds me of Carson Wentz. He just is a dummy out there sometimes and makes terrible decisions. But Tank Bigsby, he was yeah. a Heisman like hopeful at the beginning of the season and looks like he put up 140 yards and one touchdown. Yeah. So if Auburn puts it all together, they can definitely be a team that you got to watch out for. Bo Nix is a quarterback where if he's on your team, he drives you crazy. But at times, but also yeah. if you're the opposing team, you're he a, drives you crazy. Yeah, it makes you a little nervous. Times. Like I, he can extend plays and kind of just wiggle and squirm his way out of tackles, and then chuck the ball opposite oh, yeah. side of the field. But he'll also make some pretty dumb plays. Yeah, he'll but, make like a Patrick Mahomes type throw where he'll scramble around, you know, yeah. all around the pocket outside, run back and forth, and then throw it across his body and make it happen. And then there's other times, obviously, where it's a disaster. It's, yeah, a disaster. it's literally a coin flip on any Saturday for him. Yeah, no. Is he going to come out and play well, or is he just going to be a make some boneheaded mistakes? But if you're Auburn, if you're an Auburn fan right now too, what's their what's the coach's name again? I'm I'm blanking. Uh, is it Harson or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're feeling really good about him. I think in in your first year, you're oh yeah. What are they? Seven and six and two. Six and two. I okay. mean, a good start, but with wins at LSU, at ranked Arkansas, and beating uh, Ole Miss too. I mean, your first season as a head coach. Yeah, you got to be feeling good about that. And yeah. there is there is a ton. I mean, they could end up going seven and five, eight and four, or something. You don't know. Yeah, but still, that's a good start for a first year head coach, right? But I, I mean, I really could see them. We'll we'll see what happens this weekend if they take care of business against A and M. 
then nope nope yeah, nope. Well, yeah, yeah. No, sorry reese we'll see well i mean just saying if it happens well i mean it could obviously anything could happen but a&m had a bye this past weekend so they've had you know they'll have give or take two weeks to get healthy and to prepare for this game it's obviously a big game i'll be there it's the 230 cbs game of the week for the sec so i'm expecting texas a&m to come out on all cylinders and you know win the game our defense has been playing really well calzada has gotten comfortable after a few games after taking down alabama so it could happen it'll be a good game i i would hope i think yeah i think it will and even if they lose this auburn team to me has already shown that they're at least going to be able to it's going to be the iron bowl so you kind of can throw everything out the window anyway yeah no matter what but like we said, Bo Nix is good enough to where he can give that defense fits. It's still an Alabama defense, right? And it's still Alabama. They've still been scoring and been playing really well. But we like Trujillo, like you said earlier, you saw Gus Malzahn do it with Bo Nix, right? I mean, Bo Nix has beaten Bama, has he not? Uh, I don't, I don't know, know about that one, Chief. I'm trying. To, it might have been that dude, Sean White. I'm trying oh, okay. to think. Um, we we can check Actually, that I out. See like the past Iron Bowls. See when the last time Auburn won um, was. Quickly while I'm looking that up, though, kind of something we had skipped over uh, is Matt Corral's injury. Right. Yeah, we hadn't even really talked about that. I mean, that was a big thing. And was it was it a fake injury or a real injury? No, it was a real Full one. He, he had to be like carried off the field. It was bad. And Kiffin kind of like didn't even look at him. Yeah, he like he didn't even look at him. It that was, was weird. It was pretty weird. Uh, going into this past weekend, just talking about Auburn. So this is before their game against whoever they just beat. Sorry. Ole Miss. I'm blanking. Yeah. It, it, before beating Ole Miss, Auburn's top five in scoring offense in the SEC. Their top five in the rushing offense in the SEC. Uh, their defense is top five in scoring. They allow 19.7 points a game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got a good team. They've been playing well. They have a top-five rush defense. So, Auburn's doing better than I had expected with the first-year coach. But also credit Derek Mason, former Vanderbilt head coach, for having a pretty good defense in the That's first year. That's right. I forgot he was over there. He's he's D.C., right? He is. Good for him. Man. I saw him at Golf Galaxy once. He bought a, a set of clubs, had a had a fitting. Hey, but, oh, did not have a – I will say this, Derek Mason. I'm not an incredible golfer either, but your swing was – not not good. I hope you've gotten some lessons. For some reason, you said Golf Galaxy, and my head just immediately went to Top Golf, and I was like, "He's buying clubs at Top Golf." I think you but, can yeah. do that, but that would be weird. I'm no, sure it was you can. is it Golf? No, it is Golf Galaxy. Yeah, it used yeah. to be Golf Smith, I think. But anyways, Brentwood, yeah. anyways, good for Derek Mason after having just a terrible tenure at Vanderbilt. Um, good for him to get a coordinator job, and he's on the rise again. Maybe he'll get a head coach job in a couple of years. Well, I was gonna say some guys are just. It may, he might be the same way. Some guys are just coordinators or their lower level head coaches they might yeah. some guys just aren't you know big they time head football not coaches cut out and that's, that's okay you can still be a good coach be good at what you do you're just not good at being kind of in charge of that whole thing plus he was at vandy so not that i don't i mean i personally don't think Derek mason would be a good head no. coach at many places but obviously it's hard to do it at vandy i could see him being a coach at like memphis or uab He's kind of you. Maybe. Those lower level teams too, and this is why I originally thought Butch Jones actually might not be bad at Arkansas State, but we've seen that not well, pan out well. You got to let him get his guys. Oh um, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> oh my god. 
Pass he's got. He's got. Oh, did he catch that? He's got to lay some bricks. Wow. Sorry Daniel for Daniel Jones. That, no, it's okay. Just throw a bomb. Cow. Was that Tony? That was not did, only was a bomb. It was a Danny Dime. flag. But yeah. Wow. What a catch. And what a passing catch. But um, yeah. But, I mean, kind of awesome for Auburn to take down Ole Miss. I mean, I'm excited for him to see to how it. they'll finish the season. They're they're up there in the SEC West standings. For I'll sure. probably say they're the third best team in the SEC now. What? Up there with, let's say you them think and it's A&M. Georgia, Alabama, Auburn. I'm just A&M, asking. A and M and Auburn. It's going to be between A and M and Auburn. Whoever wins, whoever wins this game, it's definitely going to be yeah. Whoever wins this game will basically take third place in the SEC, unless it's A and M, because then I guess you got to maybe give them the break against Bama, but. The team that I used to think was up there in the top three of the SEC, Kentucky, just lost to Mississippi State. Mississippi State, kind of another sleeper team, a little bit. Mike Leach has them going. They're five and three. They're they're gaining a little steam here. You got wins against A and M and Kentucky now. Will Rogers just he just throws the ball all over the field. It's I mean it's he's it's impressive. He's a product of the system Mm -hmm. though. Yeah, like I don't think three hundred and forty four yards. The air raid offense under Mike Leach. Right, he can throw it, but it's. It reminds Leach had one of the best quotes ever. I think it was when he was recruiting Minshew or someone to Washington State. He, oh yeah, when he came he out instead of said, Alabama. Yeah, he said yeah. you can go yeah, be right. four string at Alabama, or you can come here and set records. And that's yeah. what he's doing with. As long as you got a good arm, you're going to come to Mike Leach's offense, and you're going to throw for 400 yards at yeah. times, and it's going to be a lot of fun. If he, what are they five and three now? Yeah, five and three, three and two in the conference. I mean, if they get on a little hot streak, who knows what happens. I know, like, and that's what we said earlier talking about Auburn. Mississippi State's no gimme. So, yeah. who knows if Mississippi State ends up getting seven or eight wins? I don't know. I really don't know who else is on their schedule, so that might not be much in play. But looks like they're going to go to a bowl game. Yeah. Leach gets a little steam, starts getting some more recruits. Who knows what Mississippi State will be doing in a couple of years. But, yeah, Kentucky, man. Just refu- – I saw so many Kentucky fans uh, on Twitter already getting ready. Hey, if we go eleven and one or whatever, oh, yeah. are we? Could we make the playoff if we didn't get into the? Because you know Georgia would go to the SEC championship, yeah. And immediately everyone's like, "Well, you're not going." Yeah, to you're not going eleven and one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, Mark Stoops. I was seeing his record against like all the big teams in the SEC, and he's got a losing record against all of them. I mean, yeah, Kentucky will. Get some steam going, but they never win the big games. I mean, a couple years ago when they were number 11, Tennessee beat them. Um, the, and that was Pruitt that year when he won like four games or something like that, five games. So Kentucky's never really been legit. Well, we'll see what happens. They play Tennessee this week. And, again, that's a game most Tennessee fans – a lot of Tennessee fans are chalking it up as a W. Yeah. They're like, we're going to go in. It's Kentucky. We beat Kentucky. That's what Tennessee does. We – Beat Kentucky and take that barrel home. I mean, and I think the fact Le- is. Levis is okay, right? He's an okay quarterback, but I don't think Levis scares you. I think they have some no, weapons. He, I mean, he threw three picks to Mississippi State. So right. He did not have a good game. If you're on TikTok, I think he scares you because Will Levis, he's a TikTok king yeah. as far as college athletes go. Him and Jackson Mahomes, TikTok kings. I heard on the radio today that Kroger Field is already sold out. So, Tennessee, they have their work cut yeah. out for them. I actually looked at tickets because I want to start going to some away games now that I'm out of school and everything. And I feel like, you know, it's easy, it's easier. I've got the yeah. means. I've got a job. I can well, you're it. a sports media personality. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I want to start going to some away games just to experience, you know, other 
even though it's Kentucky, still experience some other kind of atmospheres, see what it's like, be an away fan at some games, have some fun. It's always fun going to an away game and then winning. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no better feeling because everyone is so mad and you're just you in the to, best mood ever. You get, you get to look to, at the home home fans, just be really sad, and you're like, hey, thanks for coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but, uh, yeah, so I looked at tickets, and they're like 100 bucks, man. Yeah. I don't know I, if they were like 50, in this economy? 40. Yeah, in this economy. Anyway, in this climate. Um, <laughs> you have, I mean, it, it's Tennessee, Kentucky's. I assume there's probably a good amount of Tennessee fans going. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and definitely. Kentucky's got some steam, so, you know, they're going to actually start selling tickets. But that would have been a game I would have loved to gone to, just because, you know, Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah. And, and I bro, like Kroger Lexington. Kroger Field, what a joke. No offense. Why, like, how, are, how do you name your stadium Kroger Field? Yeah. Hey, Neyland Stadium Kroger is so much more intimidating than uh, Kroger Field. Well, Kroger Kroger is actually the number one supermarket chain in America, so you might want to oh, put some respect that. on Kroger's name. I'll put I'll put respect on Kroger's name, but not Kroger Field. Do very I, I would, things. I, yeah, it's. I mean, I would definitely say well, Neyland Stadium company, but... is way more intimidating than Kroger Field. Yeah. Neyland Stadium is a top five venue in the country. Yeah, I'd this is right also. Above. The matchup of Kyle between Field. tennis Kyle Fields, number one in my heart. Nah. Uh, oh, pff, you guys haven't been. But <laughs> this is also Tennessee-Kentucky. This It's going to obviously be a football matchup, but can whoever wins this game crown themselves as a basketball and a football school? With Rick Barnes recruiting, I say so. Well, and Kentucky had a bad year last year, right? Yeah, they're not good. They're not even... They wouldn't be anything. Yeah, they're neither. If they lose this game, they're neither. Yeah, we've basically just like in Space Jam, the Monstars like sucked the basketball and football school out of Kentucky and are now using that power. Tennessee would be in order probably baseball, basketball, football school, but all but but you get to crown yourself as all three. Yeah, the big three. A lot of Tennessee fans have been calling them. I don't know how long this has been around, but Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, I like that's a a good one. That's a good one. That's a nice little I don't, jab. And I didn't. I never even really hated Kentucky until social media has done so much for me to start hating other fan yeah, bases. Because they they get to. I mean, you just get a full experience of what the fans are before you just kind of hated some of the players or hated a, a coach. Now you get to hate their fans because you're always hearing from them on Twitter. Right, and that's you. You probably end up getting around like twenty percent of the actual fan base. Yeah, so I mean, but that twenty percent is the loudest. So yeah, that's it's a skewed view, but it's it's funny. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, Tennessee is it's probably the worst, the worst out of all yeah. of them. <laughs> but still, I see Kentucky talking about football and how they're just the cockiness that has come out of them in the past few years from being. I mean, they're relevant. I think that's yeah. what you could say from just being relevant in football is astounding to me. But it, so that'll be a good game. I don't know. Like, how's Hooker feeling? Is he fine? I mean, to have I a think, bye yeah, week, I he's think probably he's fine. Right. I mean, he's listed on the death chart as starter. So okay, that's good. Ryan uh, Ryan Shumpert released the uh, death chart today. Oh, so. nice. Good to see. Thanks, Shout Shump. out, Shump. Yeah, we thank you. Get, we need to get him on the pod sometime. Yeah, we need a we need a vol baseball segment from him maybe. Well, he's. I mean, he's really doing it all. He's writing for yeah, like that's a true. Insider. That's very true. We could have him do a live. I know his specialty in. was baseball, but hey, he's right. a jack of all trades too. Well, we could have him do a live call in and actually do a kind of an interview, get some inside scoop from him. This Kentucky Tennessee game is also a cursed game because Drake, the rapper, hip hop artist, whatever you want to call him, DeGrassi star, Aubrey. he is also 
Aubrey Drake He's also a noted Kentucky Wildcat fan. Yeah, slash but he's also like a Duke guy. fan and a Raptors he's, but, fan. And, and he's a also Lakers worn fan. he's also worn a Tennessee sweatshirt. Yeah, so finesse. finesse. The curse. The curse is definitely going to get one of these teams. When he came out wearing that finesse shirt. Tennessee fans, I remember all were like, oh, let's go Drake rep in Tennessee, and no one knew it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, like an hour later, I was like, oh, it's finesse. Okay. Finesse. Still cool, though. Still plays. Still plays. Still plays. Uh, another big game, sort of, in college football. Ohio State beats Tennessee. It was Penn at least State. close. I'm, I'm glad that it was close. Man, the Big Ten, besides Ohio State, the Big Ten is eating itself alive. Yeah. Well, Michigan State looks good, though. Well, but Wisconsin yeah. beat Iowa. Yeah, I know. Iowa's been in the top ten for the majority of the year. Wisconsin and Iowa, the entire season leading up to this, Iowa was a pretender. I knew it. And Wisconsin was better than what they were showing. I knew that. And now I think Wisconsin's back above. You know, they could finish 8-4, and 9-3 pretty easy, honestly. Yeah, I mean, they killed Iowa. Held them to seven points. And do both teams did what they always do, you know, run the ball, play defense, and Wisconsin just did it better than Iowa. Yeah. But that what did that Ohio State Penn State game? What was that final score on that? You got it right there. Was 33-24. Okay, so it wasn't bad. I mean, no, it was close. And uh, I mean, the ball was spread out a lot. C.J. Stroud had a pretty good game. Had three hundred yards, touchdown, no picks. So, I mean, had a good game. Managed everything well. And Clifford was back, right? Uh, yes. Well, he was back last week. So yeah. yeah. But what? How did he do? 35 for 52, 361 yards, touchdown, and a pick. So not too bad, but not enough. Yeah, not great. How fast does James Franklin sign this Southern California contract after this week? I mean, he's all but gone, correct? I would think so. You think? Did you see the interview, that video of him after practice talking to the media? No, I missed it. They asked him about it, and he totally just walked around it, and then almost all but said... Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember some of the exact words he used. He talked about how loyal he was. That was the one thing he liked about himself. He's a very loyal guy. But then he talked about how at some point he wants to sit down his team and talk about the world of college football and how that works. And I'm just thinking, okay, so you're going to sit him down and say there's other jobs out there and I'm going to take this job probably. Yeah, I mean, what could he possibly mean by that? It's like you got to. Even if you're going to take it, and you've heard coaches do this all the time, coaches basically just deny, deny, deny until they sign the dotted line. And he just didn't seem to do that. He walked all around it. There's also been a little talk about Michigan State's head coach heading to LSU. Do you that guys hear, be, about, well, hear about, that? about that? Is Mel Tucker, I think he was at Colorado for one year, maybe two. I think it was just one, though. And then goes to Michigan State, is there. This is his first year, and he's doing a heck of a job, right? Yeah. He's 8 0. And then go to LSU. That would just be crazy to have three different jobs in three years. And basically, you're getting promoted each year, yeah. right? It's a big jump each way. Michigan State, better job than Colorado. But, LSU, better job than Michigan State. Yeah. Um, Mel Tucker was a Nick Saban protege who followed Saban from Michigan State to LSU, so he's got a little history at the program, too. Won a national championship with him. Didn't didn't the Vols? Wasn't he in the mix for? He was. Tennessee? He was in the yeah, mix. He was back when uh, Pruitt originally got hired. Yeah, there was. I feel like we always end up having. You look back five years later, and you're like, "Crap, we had him as a candidate." He didn't, but he. I mean, wasn't. you can't. 
Yeah, hindsight's, hindsight's twenty twenty, yeah. right? I mean, he hadn't done anything necessarily. I mean, he didn't do anything necessarily to me for me at Colorado to want to hire him anywhere big, but Michigan State went ahead and did it, and obviously it's paying dividends for him. Man, if you're a Michigan State fan, though. You're hype. You're so hype. Well, not if he's about to leave, though. Oh, well, if he doesn't. That, that's what sucks, because Michigan State is a program where you had a guy... It's a launching pad. ...like D'Antonio... Or D'Antoni. I always get those mixed up. I don't I think it's D'Antoni. Yeah. Oh, you do? I th- I don't know. Okay. Isn't it Mike anyway, D'Antoni you tell is us, the listeners. basketball coach? Is the basketball coach. Yeah. And I think D'Antonio, D'Antonio is the football yeah, coach. Yeah, you might be right. Anyway. They, they, you in had my, a guy like in my him, brain, they're still the coaches of both teams. Right. You had a guy like D'Antonio who coached at Michigan State and basically kind of built that program and kept it going. And he wasn't ever going to go anywhere else, right? But Michigan no. State isn't historically a good enough program to where... A guy like Mel Tucker, who hasn't been there that long, he's working on his own career. It's not like Michigan yeah. State really gave him his first shot or anything. Mm-mm. You like Mel Tucker has a chance to leave. He's going to take that chance yeah. at a bigger program, which sucks if you're kind of that middle tier college football yeah, program. It's like, hey, we can be keep... good, and if you stay here, we're going to be really good. Yeah, but. but... The money, the recruits, the the, legacy. the fame, the legacy at LSU would be a lot bigger than at Michigan State. Yeah, and I think it does come down to support. I mean, I would think LSU has a little more support than Michigan State does, even though Michigan State cares about football for sure. Yeah, I've I've been to East Lansing. It's actually a really really well, yeah, great campus, see... and they've got a their stadium's cool. I mean, it's not massive, but it is a nice place, and everybody there loves the Spartans. I mean, after they won the game this Saturday, the city was on fire. They were oh, we got to talk cars. about that. Real yeah. Quick. yeah, speaking. I mean, while we're talking about it, my favorite moment from this college football weekend was the video and picture of the two guys sitting on the couch that was on fire. Did you see that? No. Oh, I'll have I to post the, it. I'll like, post it on our social. Flip. But these two Michigan State college guys. They started burning a couch, and then they somehow got a picture while they are sitting in it, and the couch is on fire. We'll have to make That's that. That's pretty the, sick. We'll post that on Twitter and Instagram when it we announce so the pod tomorrow. We'll make oh, yeah. that the that, – that'll be good. But the video I saw that had some Tennessee fans up in a roar was Michigan State kids flipping a car oh, yeah. Yeah, after the game it. and just rioting. And so here's where the arguments started coming into play with some of the Tennessee media. Because there are a lot of Tennessee fans pissed off because they knew the national media wasn't going to give this anywhere near the attention that they gave. And they haven't. Tennessee fans throwing trash on the field. And they haven't. And the argument is the trash being thrown on the field was during the game and caused a delay in the game. But, dude, these kids are flipping a car. It's literally, there's literally riots. Yeah, it was probably one of their buddies' cars. Man, dude, that was you guys like yeah. My parents, just, my parents pay for back. my insurance. You guys are good. Dude, I need it was a new car. It was a it was a nice like forerunner. Yeah, it too. was a nice forerunner. Whoever that is, man, well, it was good to see. What, there was some other bystander who was he getting angry. Yeah, he yeah. was defending the car. Probably wasn't even his. Man, that's a tough tough scene if you're the car owner. But anyway, the political Twitter was very mad about that too. I mean, the the point was, is national media just, for whatever reason, I, and I agree with it, does love to just trash on Tennessee. Imagine if those riots would have happened at Tennessee. It would have been all oh over the place. How this fan base is total trash. And I don't know, I don't, I don't really understand it, honestly. I think Biden would have sent the National Guard into Knoxville. 
Dude, the amount of Let's Go Brandon stuff I saw this oh weekend. Oh my gosh, it's like blowing it's up a takeover. all over the place. Apparently there are several songs on the iTunes charts, like top five. They're like top five. Yeah. Two of them, two like separate ones. And then like the remix version of one of them yeah. are all in the top five or ten. Yeah, Let's Go Brandon is blowing up. Yeah. Speaking of other teams that have kind of blown up, Will, Oof. do you want to close us out? Uh, this is a good segment. Close out college football with what happened to you this weekend? Pain. Guys, we've got... Uh, so here, here's the thing. I took my yearly Nebraska trip, a little father-son trip. Me and my dad and my little brother do every year. We go visit some some friends down in Nebraska, family friends, do the whole thing, eat at some restaurants we eat at every year, mm-hmm. play a little golf, walk around campus a little, hit up the East Camp, East Campus Dairy Store. Ooh. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The rail best, yard? Best ice cream you ever are going to get is at the Lincoln, Nebraska East Campus Dairy Store. Because people people forget, Nebraska's not all corn. A lot of cattle, too. Going to get some good dairy out there. Agriculture. Agriculture, right. But so, we go, right? Have a good time. Mm -hmm. Do a little tailgating before. Mm -hmm. Downtown Lincoln really is a cool spot. If If anyone ever gets the chance to go, obviously, campus, game day, it's one of the best places in the country to go. But a lot of people think Nebraska is just cornfields, and while a lot of it is, downtown Lincoln is a is a good time. You'll have you'll have fun. There's plenty of good bars, especially on a game day during the day. You're gonna have a fun time. Anyway, we go into the game, right? Right. Purdue, Nebraska, and to put it short, ugly game for the Huskers. You actually started off, uh, I think, leading at half, seventeen fourteen. Really sucked. You barely missed a bomb right at the end of half. Some people are saying Martinez overthrew it. Other people are saying the guy dropped it. My thing is, hit the guy in the hands, and he didn't even lay out. So, that's a drop to me. Anyway, second half, Purdue gets it going, makes adjustments. We don't, at least on offense anyway. Lose, ugly game. You had kind of a shot at the end. You score, almost getting onside, but... You don't. Ugly game all around. And now here come the talks. And they're warranted. They're totally warranted. Is Scott Frost, was that the last straw for Scott Frost? And here's where I am on the topic. Year one to year four, what has changed? You're losing to teams you shouldn't lose to, like Purdue, Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska should not be losing to those teams, especially when you do have more talent than those teams. You are Certainly. you are consistently you know top four or five in the Big Ten in recruiting, and the three teams ahead of you are like Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, right? Where they're you know going to be ahead teams. of you for they're, a while, yeah. right? And Ohio State and Michigan always going to be probably in the top ten. Penn State's going to be there sometimes; other times they'll be in the top fifteen in recruiting. You, you expect that, right? Until you get good, you're not yeah. going to be as good in recruiting as those teams. But so, yeah, four years later, it's the fourth year, you're still losing to teams like that. However, year one, you play teams like Michigan. He actually, Scott Frost actually did pretty well against Ohio State his first year, but not the second year. You play teams then in like Iowa where you were physically outmatched in year one. Now in year four, you can keep up with those guys. You're not winning. You're you're losing one score games, and I think Frost is five and eighteen in one score games in his career at Lincoln. Gosh, yeah. Oof. But so 
I I don't know what the answer is. If I will say something has to change from this year to next year. The only reason I will be upset going into next year is if nothing changes. Now, here's what I mean by that. Scott Frost, the one thing I think he has made the mistake of is he hitched his wagon to Adrian Martinez right away and has stuck with him too long. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that there's someone behind Adrian right now that can make it, that can do better. However, Frost has refused to like go to the transfer portal, try to grab another quarterback. Either Scott Frost needs to be gone next year, or if he's not, Adrian Martinez needs to be gone. There needs to be a split up between those two. Yeah, I, I'll read. I'll read a tweet or two just on this topic. Who who is this? Give Frost next year easier schedule and no excuse not to make a bowl game. If you don't, fire him. Time to cut ties with Adrian though. This team needs a fresh start. And then about twelve hours later, after sleeping on this, I've had a change of heart. It's time to start completely fresh. Completely who, who is fresh. This? Clean house. I think I know who it is. Can you uh, inform us? Th- this is our lovely host, Will Dundon. Those, That's right. those are Will Dundon's tweets. And then he had a reply saying, I've thought about this all fall, and I really think that Hugh Freeze to Nebraska is a perfect marriage. Will Ooh, Dundon replies. I haven't even thought about that. The problem I had with hiring Frost this year, or with firing Frost this year, excuse me, was the fact multiple time big time programs will be hiring coaches USC LSU, etc. And Nebraska is not as attractive as those. Nebraska could be the school to give Freeze's comeback to the Power Five, and I'm all for it. I mean, Frost to yeah. Freeze—that's uh, out of a storybook. I will just say, here's my final opinion on it all. Something has to change. One or the other needs to be done. I know, obviously, I sounded kind of wishy-washy on those tweets. Well. I'm kind of reiterating some of it. I'm kind of not reiterating a lot of it. If if there's a totally fresh start next year, I will not be upset. If if we decide to go the freeze route, I the only thing is I just don't know if some of these coaches are matches. Like, yeah. I, like is Freeze a Big Ten guy? Is he a Nebraska guy? Like I don't know if he would necessarily do bad or good. I just mean, does he want to do that necessarily? He's a, he's a horny yeah. guy. Yeah. That's we, we'll forgive him for that. That's in the past. Anyway, um, you have a lot of different ways to go. Fro- if Frost stays, if they give him another year, I won't be pissed off. But I will be pissed off if he doesn't get rid of any of his assistant coaches because there's definitely guys, there's especially on the offensive side of the ball, that need to be out. He needs to find coaches that aren't just his buddies. He needs to find coaches that are proven, know how to coach offense, and have an offense where it doesn't have to only work where it, it doesn't have to only work if your QB is at his like max potential. I think that's the problem with the Husker offenses because we've seen it work really well when Adrian Martinez is playing really well. Yeah. But if he's not playing well, you're done for. You have nothing else to go to. We've had trouble running the ball this year. Don't really have a great running back. I think there's guys that have emerged, but really gotten away from what Nebraska football is kind of used to doing, and that's being able to run the football. Anyway, there's a lot to look at. I will say if we decide to hire a new coach, the thing that sucks is, like I said in those tweets, Nebraska is not as attractive as LSU or USC. Even though USC's been kind of down too, USC's obviously still more attractive than Nebraska. Penn State, if James Franklin Franklin leaves, leaves. Penn State's a more attractive job just because they're, you know... 
you're not walking into a bare cupboard. And I don't think you're necessarily walking into a bare cupboard with Nebraska, but it's no, it's not what Penn State is. And I don't know who do you, who do you go get? Do you get Matt Campbell? He's done he's done pretty well at Iowa State. I don't know. You get Coach O. <laughs> I mentioned it. I'm not. I don't really want to. But maybe do you go after a guy like Bill O'Brien, who at one time yeah. coached Penn State and did really well and is the OC at Alabama right yeah, now? He's been doing well. At or Alabama. do you think that guy wants to be back in the NFL too bad? Or Maybe do you get a guy like Do you get a guy like Jamie Chadwell or Napier at Louisiana? Only problem with that is That's again taking you're, a risk. You're going after a coach who doesn't have power five coaching experience. Yeah. Same thing you kinda of do with Frost, and it looks like Frost well, he wasn't was a, ready to make the jump to well, power five. He was five. a national champion, Will. He was a that national is true. champion. He did beat power five teams. That was what kind of gave you hope. Yeah. But obviously it wasn't enough. I don't know what the answer is. I'll I'll leave it with Trev Alberts, the AD. I think he'll make the right decision. And I won't be, like I said, I'm not going to be super pissed off with any outcome unless everything next year is exactly the same. same. That's yeah. the only thing that can't happen. And I do think, I think it's time that Adrian and the Huskers cut ties. Um, I don't know if that's him transferring or if him trying to go. He's not going to go to the NFL, but maybe go to the Canadian League or something, make yeah. some money doing that. I think he could do that. Spring League. And the guy is the type of guy, you know, you would vote for him for mayor. Like, yeah. he, he's going to do well. Like, I'm not worried about him life after football. So, whatever he does, go do it. And the last thing I'll say about this, what sucks about this situation is you have guys in your head coach, Frost, and then your quarterback, Adrian, who everyone really likes. Like, just as, as people, right? Yeah. Like, when you have a guy like Butch Jones coaching Tennessee, people are like, okay, we don't care. Like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah. We'll, he was an idiot. Nobody liked him. Yeah, right. Scott Frost isn't a jerk. You had a guy yeah. like Garantano, who at times you saw pouting on the sidelines or being kind of cocky when he was doing yeah. well, and you were like, okay, this guy's a punk, ready for him to leave. Rattler. Good riddance. Yeah, Rattler. Martinez and Frost are just such good guys, and especially Frost, you know, born and raised in Nebraska, quarterback at Nebraska, wins a national championship. You want to see him succeed. You don't want him to fail. But how long do you give him? It's been four years. You're not really any better. You could argue, you know, you're, you can compete with some of these more talented teams, but you're not beating them. So what, is, what does it really matter if you're just keeping it close? Anyway, that's that's where I'm at on the Huskers. Uh, what you got? Reese? I want to run through scenarios with you. All you have to do is say, "Keep him or fire him." Oh, I like this. Oh, okay. I like this game. Nebraska doesn't win a game the rest of the season. Keep him or fire him. I mean, that's that's the thing. I I don't know if they will win a game the rest of the season. Assuming they don't, keep him or fire him. I think if you go three and nine. Okay, he says oh, fire. Gotta fire him. Yeah. So here we go. Nebraska wins one, two, maybe three more games this year. Keep him or fire him. And this only it, this only builds up more. Right. You say if he wins one, two, or three. Yeah. How many? So if they win three, is it six and six? Yeah, you keep him hundred percent because okay. I mean he'd be beating Ohio. Here's what who you have left on the schedule. Here's what's really rough about it. You have Ohio State. Wisconsin and Iowa left on the schedule. If you win all three of those, yeah, everyone will forgive them. Everyone yeah. will forget about it. Okay. But even... They win those games. You go to a bowl game, but you lose. 
Keep him or fire him? Keep him. And then I would assume you go to the bowl game and you win no matter what it is. Keep him or fire him? Yeah, keep him. Okay. However, say we win out, win a bowl game, do like run the table and go seven and six. Do we keep everything? I still same? think I still think you got to change. You got you got to get rid of some of these coaches. Here's the thing: you're not going to win all three of those games. You're just not. Never say never. Okay. Yeah, A&M. <laughs> I will say actually, I do. I do want to say one thing. So some some of our Titans fan listeners will be able to relate to this. At, at the beginning of the year, a lot of Tennessee fans were kind of relating Martinez in Nebraska with Garantano in Tennessee. Yeah, I think the better comparison is Martinez in Nebraska and Mariota with the Titans. Agreed. You had you saw a really awesome year from both of them, and even when they were kind of trending downwards, you still saw flashes. Yeah, of greatness you never lost times. hope. And, like I said, both just stand-up guys. No one wants to see them fail. Mm-mm. I think that's the best comparison you can have. But eventually, it's like you just got to cut ties and you got to find someone yeah, else. Yeah, it's a business at, at the end of the day. And I think the best-case scenario, if Frost is still there next year, you find a guy who's transferring, who's got one-year eligibility left, who you know can play quarterback, bring him in, let him do his thing, see if you can build some momentum as you get some other quarterback recruits in. Because I really, the thing is, is we have a quarterback coach and I don't think he does anything. None of our quarterbacks seem to be getting developed. What are what are we paying you for, if, yeah. that's, if that's the case? Anyway, there's my rant on Nebraska. We'll leave it I, at that. I love it. Why don't we uh, talk a little NFL? Um, we had an insane Thursday night game. Did you yeah, guys that, that get was a chance electric. to watch that? The interception at the end was crazy. And the story behind it was really cool. So the guy who got the interception, Rasul Douglas, on the Packers. Well, first of all, A.J. Green just decided to that quit he didn't play. To block. Yeah, yeah. There was probably a miscommunication. He must have thought it was a run play. Didn't turn his head around. Which made no sense also for it to be a run play if you're a football player. Never would you think that that would be a run play with 14 seconds left. No, that, that was preposterous. So, and no timeouts, I believe. AJ yeah. Green just doesn't turn around for the ball. Kyler Murray throws it. Rasul Douglas snatches it out of the air, calls curtains on the game. Packers beat the Cardinals and take away their undefeated season, 24-21. But Rasul Douglas, the guy who got the game-winning interception, was on the Cardinals practice squad like three weeks ago. Wow. Cardinals cut him. Packers pick him up, and he's in a starting spot versus the Cardinals three weeks later. And he closes the game out for the Packers. So I thought that was really cool. That is really cool. Gets his uh, revenge. Yes. He got he got his revenge. And, you know, he's one of those guys, if he keeps it up, contract season next year. But the, I was really excited about this game because I felt like this took a big notch off Kyler Murray's MVP race here, in which I thought would go to another person in the NFL that we're going to get into later. <sighs> Um, I, I, I'm not going to get into it right now just because we have another section that we're going to talk about it. But so, yeah, Kyler Murray did not play too well. Two picks had some just kind of dumb plays. Hopkins got hurt. He missed pretty much all the second half. Yeah, right? he did. Yeah, he, he was in there a little he bit. He came but, in for a little bit, but yeah, they, yeah, the last drive he wasn't even in. So. Yeah. So I think I, I don't remember. I will him. say something nice about the Cardinals. I do like they traded for Zach Ertz earlier. Yes, I do. Beast. I do appreciate Zach Ertz getting a lot of playing time and catching the ball, and he scored a touchdown. I think so. I'm happy to see him playing well for the Cardinals. Yeah, 
been happy for uh, Zach Ertz. He's been playing well. Yeah, and but some people are saying that the Cardinals are this season's Steelers from last year, Ooh. the worst eleven and zero team of all time. I kind of like that take. You know, the Steelers come out hot. They're eleven and zero last year. I love Everyone's it. saying I love it. Steelers Super Bowl. They're going to win it all. They've got good pieces around them. Ben Roethlisberger revival, and then they just fall into the depths of despair. And this year, the Cardinals come out hot, crush the Titans week one. They go. They win the next five games and against the Packers who were really banged up and Devontae Adams didn't play and Aaron Rodgers just wins this game with a bunch of scrubs and the Cardinals played terrible. I the Not only, terrible, but not great. The only issue I have with that is I feel like a lot of people never believed in the Steelers last year. I feel like a yeah. lot of people were saying they're the worst 11 and 0 yeah, team because and no, like they, they were obviously so lucky if you're the Steelers you don't freaking care you're winning but no one ever I feel like the majority of people didn't think they have a chance I think the Cardinals just with Kyler Murray I know he didn't have a good game but the guy's still just so dangerous yeah but I mean they they lost JJ Watt for the year probably um so sad Hopkins he could be missing just a kidding. lot of time I don't know man Things might be falling apart here for the and If Hopkins is out for a good amount of time, yeah, that, that really hurts. And the NFC sure. West is dangerous. You've got the Rams, who are unreal, lights out. And then the 49ers are always dangerous. Like, yeah, they're you know, better than the record they can, shows. They can beat you up or they can you know drop a game. And then if Russell Wilson comes back for the Seahawks, yeah, you that know, team will be dangerous. The Cardinals don't have an easy yeah. run to get to the playoffs, much less the Super Bowl. The wildest part about that, the ending of that game, too, I don't know if y'all saw it. I was paying attention to it because I have Aaron Jones is on my fantasy team, and they gave him a touchdown right away, but then it they ended up calling back. it back. Yeah. And then you're kind of thinking, okay, if you're the Packers, this might actually be better. You can run some time off. Packers go, end up doing three or four plays and don't get it. Yeah. And you're thinking Cardinals are going to go down and kick a field goal, go to overtime yeah. or whatever. Get in position to score a touchdown. They were getting in position. I mean, it looked like they were about that. to score a touchdown. And yeah. they just sat. I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't want to throw it all on AJ Green, but yeah, you self sabotage yourself. And Johnny on the spot on the Packers, just that was an awesome pick, too. It was, it was so yeah. cool. Bounced around, bounced around, and he just Literally grabs it out of the air. Snatched it. Exactly. Hands. That was, I mean, Thursday night games. I've loved the Thursday night games this year so far. We've had some good ones. I think I think we have two. I don't know who do we well, know the, who the the Davis Mills Texans game wasn't great, but otherwise no. prime time this year's been great. Yeah, it has been great. Um, do we want to also talk about the comeback that happened? Mike White, legend. I mean, he threw for like greatest quarterback. Yeah, what of is all it? Four hundred and five yards and three touchdowns to lead the Jets. 17 points in the fourth quarter to come back on the Bengals. Straight out of Bowling Green, baby. I mean, that is, is it Bowling Green? insane. I must have gotten it confused with WKU. Uh, no, it is. Oh, so, yeah. A lot of, so oh, is that common in the city of Bowling Green? Common okay. misconception. Bowling Green is actually in Bowling Green, Ohio. That's right. Like the one that Tennessee played. That's, that's, yes. that's in Ohio. And I always get that mixed up, too. I always think it's Kentucky. And then I remember, no, wait, Western Kentucky is in Bowling Green in Kentucky. But anyway. That game was awesome. And, Reese, we talked about it last week because I had asked if Mike White was going to start or Flacco was going to start. I saw Fla- I, I didn't watch the whole game. I don't even game. think Flacco dressed out. Right. He was in sweats, so I wasn't sure if he got hurt like right away Something. or if he just never even came into play. Maybe they're just bringing him in as a backup. Right. He's, he's a he veteran mentor. Ready. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but Mike White came to play. A cool stat I saw, 
all three Jets quarterbacks from last year went one and zero this week. Darnold for the Panthers, Mike White for I the Jets. Darnold lost Trevor to Simeon. Or, or to the Panthers, the Giants? and Trevor Simeon for the Saints. No, uh, oh, that was Pan- last Panthers week. One. That was yeah. last week. I was saying yeah. last week. My bad. And it was it was Adam Gase looking yep all wild eyed at the graphic. Yeah. Crazy man. Pretty funny. But yeah, so Bengals also. Everyone started. There we, were murmurs of the Bengals. They're yeah, the hottest like, oh, team in the NFL legit. right they're, now. They're we, getting going, and I still think the Bengals are. Yeah, they're pretty five solid. and three. I mean, they're still. We might have crowned them too early, though. I think yeah. you just are seeing that the. It, it's we reiterated every week. It's the NFL. Everyone's dangerous. Any given someday, the Jets are still dangerous. Yeah, we've seen Lions still haven't won a game. Bless their hearts. Oh my gosh! But they're still a dangerous team. Like we said, they've gone down to the wire with other teams. You got to be ready to play week in and week out for sure. Yeah, are the Jets the best team in the NFL? They've beat the Titans, number one team in the AFC right now, and they've beaten the Bengals, a another top tier AFC. AFC team. Yeah, what's their record right now? Actually, the Jets two, two and, and five. five. They're, what if, what if they're they two and one at home. Little, who knows? Maybe a wild card berth is in their future. And that <laughs> congratulations, awesome. congratulations to the New York Jets. They scored their first first quarter touchdown of the year on Sunday. Wow. Up until this week, they had not scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Well, everyone had talked about their defense being pretty solid. Their defense is good. The whole year. So who who knows what could happen? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but don't count them out just yet. You never, never know. Is Zach Wilson Dunzo, or is this Mike White's team? It's Mike's Mike White's team for right now. There was there was a gem of a tweet that someone found from years ago. Oh, I saw that. Mike White tweeting out. Gosh, I love beating, or I hate losing to arrogant white kids or something. <laughs> arrogant rich white kids. And the caption was Zach Wilson shaking in his boots yeah. right now. Oh, my God. And somebody also dug one up from Mike White in like 2013. He said something like, Watch out, Peyton Manning. I'm coming for your touchdown or your passing yards record. Heck yeah, Mike. <laughs> and so white. after this game with 405 yards, he's on pace to beat Peyton Manning's record. Hey, yeah. He's. Averaging 400 yards a game, that's pretty good. That's elite. Mike that White elite. might be the new uh, Minshew Mania type guy. Yeah, it could be. Might be Mike Mania. Mike Mania. Wow. Another Lynn Sanity, you could say. Shout yeah. out Jeremy Lynn. Shout out New York. Shout out New York. But they actually play in New Jersey, so. That is true. Both of them do. And I yeah. never, I don't get East that. Rutherford, right? What's the point? That's right, Meadowlands. Anyway. What's what's the next game we got on the slate here? Patriots upsetting the Chargers. That's going to be a little frustrating for Justin Herbert and uh, who's their new Brandon coach? Brandon Staley. Yeah, Brandon Staley. I was going to say Anthony Lynn, but I knew that wasn't right. No. Um, yeah, I mean Belichick seems to have kind of got the Patriots right here. Mac Jones is playing very well. They're three and zero away in away games. So I mean they're getting hot right now. They clearly just absolutely uh murdered who was it the dolphins or texans the other week that was the texans yeah their defense yeah. is or no stout. it was the uh jets excuse me oh, sorry right. this has kind of been a prove it these last few weeks have been kind of a prove it for belichick basically saying here's one thing i know how to do and it's coach defense and help out my young quarterback yeah because you're you're doing enough on defense to not put a ton of pressure on mac jones and mac jones is also making plays so yeah, Patriots are a team that I feel like they're pretty dangerous right now. I could see them. They'll, they could get into the wild card. I mean, yeah. certainly. I don't know if they'll end up beating the Bills out for the division, but 
That team no, could definitely – and they could definitely get an upset in the playoffs. You, you don't want to face the Patriots in this second half of the season, I'll tell you that much. No. Never fun to do that. They have a really good defense. They signed Matthew Judon in the offseason from the Baltimore Ravens, and he has had a really good year. Gets a lot of pressures. He's, I think he's top 10 in sacks. I, I don't want to see the – I mean, the Titans have to play the Patriots uh, later in the year. Yeah, week 12. In November, so – the Patriots are definitely dangerous. Where is is that game in Foxborough or in Nashville? It's in it's in Foxborough. Mm. Won't be easy. No, that won't be easy. Another um, game, Saints Bucks. Yeah, man, kind of another big upset here, and upset for Jameis Winston towards ACL. R.I.P. Yeah, so is he? I mean, he's out for the season. Yeah, he's yeah. done. Right. And it, they brought in what was confusing. So why is Trevor Simeon? I don't. I think Taysom Hill must be hurt. Is no, he I hurt? think he, I think he is okay. actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I was confused. I was like, did they just pay Taysom Hill that fat contract to then throw out Trevor Simeon out there? No, so yeah, I think I think injury. he's hurt too. But yeah, how about Trevor Yikes. Simeon coming in and beating the Bucks? Yeah. I mean, throwing uh, for 160 yards and a touchdown. Uh, came in and managed the game. Let I think Kamara do his thing. The last couple games we just talked about, I think it shows that. Defense still wins games for you in the NFL. Yeah, guys like Sean Payton and Belichick, who know how to coach defense, just beat teams that you know were better than them with yeah. high-powered offenses. Yes, so I think that's some. There's something to be said still, especially in this day and age where we focus so much, and so many people have come out and said, "Hey, you know what? Defense doesn't win anymore. It's these high-powered offenses." Might want to pump your brakes on that a little bit. All three phases, it counts. Yeah, I love old school football. And then obviously, uh, for our Titans fans listening, Titans had a big win against the Colts. Huge. Take control of the division. A lot of people, and well, at least I said, if the Titans win this game, you essentially lock up the division. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I still think that's true. Why don't we cover the positives first? Keep going. We'll cover positives and the negatives. Yeah, I'll just say I still think that's true. Even with uh, an injury, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But yeah, you know, we want to go positives first. Yes. Yeah. We'll, okay. We'll uh, we'll save the negatives. We got a, a little section to talk about the game next week. Why don't we talk about the negatives then? We'll save that to the end. Yes. Sweet. Cool. So Titans I'm win overtime. Titans yeah. win overtime. Positive. Yes. Positive. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a great win. So this is we we had talked about the Titans have a gauntlet. These past three weeks, they have to play Bills on Monday night, then the Kansas City Chiefs, reigning AFC champions, and they got to play the Colts this and past Sunday. So that, and then Rams next week. So a four-game gauntlet for the Titans. This is really your money maker. Titans have been banged up all year. I think, don't quote me on it, but I think the Titans might have been the most injured team in yes, NFL history. That is true. We had something like thirty guys on injured reserve or. Out the injury list, like doesn't you have to scroll on the injury list? That's how many injuries they're they're running out of paper over there at St. Thomas Sports Park or whatever. But, um, so the Titans come out in the biggest division game up to this year, probably all year for the Titans, and they go against a healthy Colts team. This is the first time the Colts have really been healthy. healthy. Carson Wentz has has looked pretty good the past couple weeks, and the Titans took care of business. It, it was awesome. Oh, it was such a it, up and down crazy it, game, but it was, it was a fun one. It was you really got heart palpitations in the first quarter after the Colts. Yeah, fourteen zero on their first drive, 
go down the field, convert two fourth downs, and then score. The, the second fourth down conversion was a touchdown to Michael Pittman. And then the Titans get on their first drive. Ryan Tannehill throws an interception. Colts go down and score with Michael Pittman again. Colts yeah. are up 14 nothing in the first 10 minutes. Not a good start. But, hey, look, the Titans are a second-half team. We show that time and time again. We take it to overtime. I mean, we fight through the adversity. Get the pick six, which was huge. Get there. Oh, not that. that. Oh, we, we've got to talk about that. Yeah. That I was, mean, Wentz is That was like, hilarious. So dumb. Who would have thought that we could see Carson Wentz do a Carson Wentz thing last week against the 49ers in the Sunday night rain game where he, it was apparently ruled it a fumble. It was a, ruled a fumble, But yes. he makes the grossest, most crazy boneheaded play he does it again and then he does it again <laughs> well and frank reich took credit for it the colts are backed up inside their own five against the titans and they call a tight end screen silly silly call to call yeah. when you're backed up inside your own five near the goal line call a tight end screen titans cover it bud dupree gets blocked to the ground stands back up he has Zanico autry Carson Wentz has Danico Autry and Bud Dupree bearing down on him. They get to him. Carson Wentz switches the ball from his right hand to his left and just chucks it up. And Elijah Molden comes out of nowhere, grabs it, high points the ball, takes it into the end zone with like a minute 30 left in the game. It was the dumbest play I've ever seen, I think, by Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, what I get out of this game and out of so many games this year and in Vrabel's tenure at Tennessee – that comes down to coaching for me. Not not that specific play, but all these one-score wins yeah. that come from behind wins. Overtime. You have to you need to give that guy so much credit for being able to have a team that never never shakes, you know, never backs down never. and is always confident like, "Hey, we we got a chance to win this game." And it's insane, especially in the even in the years where we were going nine and seven, and make the year we made our AFC Championship yeah. run when we were going nine and seven. The kind of come from behind wins you had. Tannehill led the league that year, I believe. Play plays at the end of the game to to on defense to stop teams. We've seen it this year against the Bills. Goal line stops, touch game winning drives by Tannehill, where he's yeah. yeah, like you said, led the league in game winning drives. I think I think he leads the league in game winning drives now. Uh, for the past two years or whatever. Yeah, two years I'd, I'd ago, easily believe it. Two years ago in the wild card round, we come in as massive underdogs against the the AFC regular season champs, Baltimore Ravens, 14-2, and two, and we beat them. And then we're underdogs against the last Tom Brady Patriots team, and we beat them. So the Titans just are so gritty and so resilient, and they play well with their backs against the wall. And to quote Jeffrey Simmons, the game against the Colts was a dogfight, and the tougher mother effer came out and won. It ain't pretty, but it. it's beautiful. That's yeah. right. That is Titans football, baby. That it, is it ain't absolutely pretty, but it's beautiful. Titans football. And uh, another positive, A.J. Brown. Yes. Man, he's he's so back. He's, he's back so to being back. a top five receiver in the league. I think that's what – do we do we want to get in to, to the negatives now? Well, I mean, just positive A.J. Brown, positive – Front four continues to be awesome on the defensive line. Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, they're playing really well. They're getting pressure with four guys, which, like we said, is a revelation from last year. And I'll say our captain, K. 
KB, Kevin Byard. Yes. Dude has been a turnover he, machine this man, year. Man, yeah, it looks he, like 2017 Kevin Byard again. Let me look. I think he's tied for the league lead in interceptions. And isn't, if well, I'm he's not got mistaken, Landry is tied for the league um, in sacks. He had right? another sack, so I think he's around eight and a half. Yeah, eight and well, a half okay. or nine and a half. Excuse me, like he's second in the league behind Trevon Diggs, who has seven. Kevin Byard has four interceptions up to this point. Hey, he's that's, playing like that's an great. all-pro right now. Yeah, right. And he's, got, he's getting the forced fumbles. He's popping the ball out, making plays all around. And he has said a couple times he's attacked this season mentally a little different. And then he has come to say he's not saying that's why he's getting more turnovers. He, he His actual quote was, this is just what I do. He goes, in college yeah. I got turnovers. Now I'm getting turnovers. I expect to always get turnovers. Ball hawk. But, man, he's, yeah, like you said, Churchill, he's playing like he did a few years ago where, yeah, he's just finding the ball. He's got a nose for the ball, and he's getting to it. And, you know, the Titans really needed that from him the last couple of years, especially yeah. after we paid him, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Like, absolutely. you were hoping he was going to have years like this, and he's doing it. So, credit to him. Credit to KB. Credit to KB. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's really any positives left. I think the one glaring negative out of it was Derrick Henry fracturing his foot, requiring surgery, now out six to ten weeks. Yeah, and that it's really tough because Derrick Henry, obviously an MVP um, candidate, at, up to this point in the season, he has 937 yards in eight games. Unreal. He's been out of his mind, 10 touchdowns, and he's really the crown jewel of the Titans offense, you know. And it's great to see the Titans the past couple of weeks, you know, when Derrick Henry doesn't go over 100 yards or he doesn't have his best game. We can beat you through the air with Tannehill and yeah. a defense Brown that's stout. But it, yeah, like you said, Derrick Henry has the Jones fracture, is what it's called, his fifth metatarsal in his metatarsal, foot. I don't. Yeah. I'm gonna chalk this one up to um, the Colts turf is cursed. I think. Yeah, that, I think Lucas Oil Stadium. It's trash. I think there's been a lot of injuries. I tried to look for it earlier. I couldn't find much on it because um, there's not a stat book for it. But I think there are a lot of injuries that come out of. Um, the Colts turf in that stadium. They've got a turf monster. Yeah, definitely. And it's I'm gonna track. I'm gonna chalk his injury up to that turf that hurt him because we've said the before, Colts couldn't have done it. There's no, no there's no man on that team no. that could have hurt. And King it's Henry. not and it's not the amount of volume that he gets in carries and well, playing no, time because he's otherworldly and can handle. Yeah, he could handle fifty. If carries we played again. all seventeen <laughs> games at Nissan Stadium, he'd be fine. But we've talked about how durable he is, and he's just a freak from another planet who's able to continue this reign of success and he's so durable he's only up till this point he's only missed two games in his entire career and obviously this is a huge setback for the team um with him being out and having to have surgery tomorrow morning uh but the good news is the titans could possibly assuming the surgery goes well in his rehab we can get him back for maybe uh six to ten weeks so it's a yeah. Relatively large time frame, but could get him back later in the season, or if not, first Come round of the playoffs. So I'm not I'm not freaking out too much. And we've also signed AD. a a literal goat in Adrian yeah. Peterson all day. Who would have ever thought if you would have told me in 2015 that Julio Jones and Adrian Peterson would be suiting up for the Tennessee Titans? I would have <laughs> slapped I would have slapped your mama in the mouth. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. But I'm excited to see. He's obviously old and has been a free agent all this year for a reason but in great shape though yeah that's that's the one thing that i've read all online is that he's stayed in great game shape 
So we'll see. I think if so, let, let's look at the kind of season going forward for the Titans a little bit. You got what eight, probably eight weeks uh, going forward without yeah. Derrick Henry. And I think if you're the Titans, yeah, unless you are getting to the point where you're not going to clinch a playoff spot unless you have to bring him back, then yeah, you bring him in. But otherwise, save him, keep him resting. Don't let him touch the field until he's a hundred percent. Yes, cannot. You rest. have what nine games left? Here's the thing: in your division, first round buy is what a lot of people we talked about it last week. We're starting to kind of think about, Probably hey, that, that's a real happen. that's a real possibility. Now, you kind of take that back down. You focus on taking care of business, winning the division. Next best team behind you are, is the Colts, who are who now you just swept. Who we you just swept? Yeah, we just finished the sweep. So they're three and five. So you can you know be you can have the same record as them and do well. Yeah, ten, like ten and seven totally wins this. Yeah, because there's division. no way Colt the Colts will win more than ten games, and we've got the head to head matchup, so that's all you need. And so you're I think if you're the Titans, you're don't don't worry about winning a ton of games. Worry about splitting the games you have left. Yeah. And I, I think they could We do got better. the Texans twice, which is huge. You have the Texans twice and the, the Jags. You have the Saints also yeah. who who just lost just lost J- Jameis. So I think I really do think the Titans can do better than just split. But if you're thinking about that, it, it makes things look very realistic. To hey, we can get in the playoffs, be a divisional champ, have Henry back for the playoffs, and be able to try to make a run. Well, we talked about a second ago. AJ Brown playing really well. The last two weeks, Henry. I mean, he he brings in that element of the defense has to focus on him, so he opens yeah. other things up for the offense. But I think Tannehill. AJ, Julio, hopefully if is Julio kind of gets going again. You have the offense to still score points yeah. and to still win games. So I don't think you have to hit a panic button necessarily, and I don't think anyone really is. I think it's more people are just like, man, this sucks. Yeah, what this what sucks. are we gonna do now? Like, yeah, and we can't count the Titans out. They've we've seen Ryan Tannehill when Derrick Henry doesn't have his best game. We've seen Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown, and now hopefully with a healthy Julio Jones soon. We've seen him win the game through the air for us. And with the defense playing well this year, and we're going to get Christian Fulton back, and we're going to get Jayon Brown back, when we have a healthy defense, you know, knock on wood, that's going to be a staple for us. And my take is, you know, losing Derrick Henry, the Titans are going to sit in their locker room and the coaches are going to make their game plans and say, hey, you know, what are we going to do? We've got to prove it to ourselves. Everybody else has to step up yeah, and say, hey, we've lost our leader, we've lost our our rock, so we've all got to step our own games up in order to be a successful team. So, hot take, it might be a good thing for the Titans um, as far as a team mentality and an individual effort goes. It, losing Derrick Henry. Well, and think about if they, you know, get on a little roll. I'm not saying you win. You know, you you win, you lose one or two games and win the rest, but if you go five and four or something. You you end up going. What would that be? Eleven, 11 and six? six. Yeah, and then you're, you're happy. You're, with you head into the playoffs, and oh, hey, wait a second, like a, we got someone coming okay. back. Yeah, who's fully rested, <laughs> yeah. only had a hundred and eighty carries, hundred ninety carries. Legs gonna be fresh. I mean, and he's hungry. Yeah, he, oh. you know he's gonna be starving. And speaking of hungry, Adrian Peterson. Obviously, it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get into a game but shape and learn the system. He's got something to prove. He's only, I think, 450 yards or so behind 
Barry Sanders in the all-time rushing yards category. So Adrian really? Peterson, Adrian Peterson has motivation. You he know, has a lot of motivation. He hasn't. He was not on a team up until now. So he's got a lot to prove, and I think it's going to yeah. be you know Adrian Peterson revenge against the NFL season here. Yeah, he wants to he wants to prove he's still capable of playing in uh, this grown man league coming up here and running the ball. So I'm excited to see what AD can do. Um, and as we were talking about before, Adrian Peterson's dad um, is very specific about calling him AD. He is all day, not AP. Yeah, a lot of people think it's AP. They think it's just his initials, but no, it's AD. And it's been AD since he was a kid. Yeah. All day. He can run all day. He can run Hopefully, all day. Hopefully, we've changed it to AL, all life. He all can life. Just keep running. And <laughs> I really do think Adrian Peterson. I th- he I he th- had like, spark with the Lions last year, and the Lions were yeah. terrible, and he played well. I'm, I'm not. I mean, he's he's old, right? But yeah, I, you're not going to expect a Hall of Fame season out of him. But if he can run the ball, at least just be somewhat of a threat to have 70, 80 yards a game to take some pressure off Julio, A.J. Tannehill, the rest will take care yeah, of himself. If he can just get four yards every now and then yeah. on well, first he, down. He averaged 3.9 yards a carry last year with the terrible Lions. Hey, yeah. you so, run that four times and that's the first down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's going to be a little bit of a running back by committee now, which the Titans Three, haven't yeah. seen in a while. So we're going to have... Peterson and McNichols probably pick someone else up at some point. I don't know, but I'm not. I'm not too worried. Obviously, we have to play the Rams on Sunday, which is going to be tough, especially since they just traded for Von Miller. Yeah, whatever. We'll leave that to the team next week. But uh, also something to be happy about: the Titans, as I mentioned before, their front four has been great. Harold Landry, Danico Autry, and Jeffrey Simmons are. In the top 10 in the NFL right now, three Titans are in the top 10 in the NFL for quarterback pressures. So that's crazy. And did you guys see there were some rumblings about a possible trade? Um, there was some trade talk with the Titans and Eagles this week. Did you guys see that report what, come Derek out? Barnett? I did not. Uh, well, I saw Derek Barnett, or but that kind of died down. There was a uh, Fletcher Cox. Oh, I actually Yeah, there was some that. talk with uh, about possibly beefing up that defensive line. Well, Even it has more. To, it has to happen by tomorrow because that's the yeah. trade deadline. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you never know. I love uh, I love when the trade deadline comes in any league because you know so, at least one thing is going to happen that day. So we'll have uh, some interesting stuff to look at tomorrow. Well, we saw it uh, earlier today. With I just saw the graphic come up with Von Miller going yeah. to the Rams. You know, to uh, I think it was like mid to late round draft picks. So. I don't know how they're getting so many draft picks. Sean McVay is just – he must be farming draft picks somewhere in Southern California because they just give all their draft picks away to other teams. Yeah, in order well, to get they've been stockpiling them the past, like, three or four years. They've been trading them away. That's how we got Henry. Um, oh, right. Yeah, because that was uh, from the trade we traded. Uh, that's how the Rams got golfed, didn't they? I think it. I think you're right. Think yeah, yeah, because yeah. they love to throw that up. I think we got. It, it was a. We, we got, got some a big hole time players. For golf, basically, I think one of them was Corey Davis. Yeah. We got to move up, so that's not as big of a one. But I think it was like Corey Davis, Derek Henry, Henry Byard, uh, maybe Jayon, Jayon, yeah. yeah. So got you know three star. I mean four starter NFL starters yeah, out of it for Jared Goff, who has been playing terrible in Detroit. And I yeah. will say one more thing about Titans positives. The draft class this year has been has pretty, pretty good. good. They're they're helping out. I mean, except the second round pick. Ugh. Well, actually, Raiden's went into the game on Sunday. 
Oh, I think, Nate, he, I think I, he whiffed on a block. Well, he yeah. did whiff yeah. on a block. I saw that. But Nate Davis wasn't. He either got hurt and he wasn't doing well. But outside of that, Rashad Weaver, he broke his leg. Yeah. He's out. But he was doing pretty good in the preseason, it looks like. But Elijah Molden has East. been playing out of his mind for a rookie. Yeah. He's a good kid. Um, Monty Rice played on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, he played he, well. I mean, when we have Avery Williamson, who we picked up, you know, off waivers or whatever yeah. from another team, and then you see Monty Rice go out there and play ahead of him, that's a positive note. So, good on the Titans draft class. Yeah. And Racy sure. McMath was playing too, but I think he's hurt now. But he, he was helping out at the beginning of the season. So, yeah. I, I'm not going to be down on the Titans. Obviously, it sucks to have our king um, get hurt, but he'll be back and I think we'll be okay. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. I think we're all excited for it. Let's run through kind of the games for next week. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll kick it off in college and then go to the NFL. But, yeah, Trucha, what are some of the big games in college for next week that we should be paying uh, looking out for? Yeah, I know, Reese, you had gotten a – you at least talked about it a little bit. But was there any other quick uh, points you wanted to make for the game in College Station next week? I Auburn mean, and A&M, to be exact. Yeah, I mean, A&M's been hot ever since taking down number one Alabama early in October – um, we had a bye this past weekend, so we've had some injuries, and that's going to give us that's given us some time to rest up, and we've had a lot of time to prepare for Auburn. So I think I, th- I think we're going to come out and win. And it's a home game in College Station, two thirty. Kyle Field is going to be rocking. I don't know if Auburn has seen a crowd with at least these current players and coaches. I don't know if Auburn has seen a crowd like College Station and Kyle Field brings. So I think as it does in every game. Kyle Field is going to add an advantage with the 12th man, and I expect the the Aggies to win and beat Auburn. That's definitely – no, that'll be a game I'll be watching on, on Saturday. What time is that game? 2.30, game of the week. CBS. CBS. Nice, nice. Yeah. Do you see, uh, real quickly, Tennessee-Georgia we got uh, announced as the CBS game? The Not this upcoming week, obviously. Oh, yeah, the week Kentucky, after. The week after. That'll I'll, be I'll, I'll be in attendance for that game, too, so we'll see how that goes. Well, there you go. Um, but up next, we have the Freeze Revenge game, Liberty, visiting uh, Ole Miss. And, hey, we talked about it. If Ole Corral, Miss is kind of crumbling a little bit. If, they just lost Corral. And you got a guy. What's what's Liberty's quarterback's name again? Uh, Malik. It, Phillips? Uh, or? Malik Willis. Right? Willis. That sounds Yeah, right. he's good. Yeah, He's a low-key Heisman dark horse. Well, and he's a guy who the draft scouts are kind of drooling over a little bit, yeah, too. Yeah, I think Mel Kuyper has him as the second quarterback. Yeah. yeah. No, he's uh, in a lot of mock drafts. He's being uh, listed as the top quarterback being taken off the and board. And we know so. Mel Kuyper is God when it comes to NFL draft. Do we know is Liberty, how many, like, are they hot this year? I don't think they're ranked. Are they? No. Because they had a big year. Was it last year or yeah. the year before they had a pretty big year? I mean, they've been playing decently well. They uh, had a tough loss to um, Syracuse, but, hey, I mean, yeah, last year they finished the season ranked 17 with a bowl game win to Virginia Tech. So Right, right. Um, but they're only they, – they have one loss this season um, to Syracuse. I mean, that's obviously a tough – uh, Power Five game, but they'll uh, be playing Mississippi and then have a tough UL Raging Cajuns um, mm. game coming up soon after that uh, at the end of November here. So Liberty's got their work cut out for them, but I'm right. excited to see but, it. But if you're Ole Miss, it's also a game you're not chalking up anything just no. yet. I don't especially, think, especially with, with the Corral quarter, out. Yeah. So do we think, will John Rice Plumley take the start? 
Is he? Has well, he, he got moved to like receiver or something, didn't right? he? Right. I don't think he's in the quarterback mix anymore. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. who, do we know who the quarterback will be for them then? Lane Kiffin or Monty Kiffin? <laughs> Monty Kiffin. He would break everybody. Tampa Bay Buccaneers Hall of Fame. I am a bit. I, I like Monty Kiffin. Yeah, he was at uh, he was at Tennessee with Lane, wasn't he? He was. He's the one who said they never should have left. Damn. He said they had everything they needed there. Never should have left. No, but I have no idea who Ole Miss's backup is. Yeah, we're getting it uh, pulled up here. Dent Kinkhead. That is a fake name. That's a terrible name. <laughs> Dent Kinkhead? Or Kinkhead Dent. Excuse me. I'm, that's I'm, worse. That's yeah, worse. Kinkhead. Wow. Kinkhead Dent. Donnie, you kind of look like this guy. Dude, no. <laughs> Yikes. That guy looks like he's in the you Kappa You kind of look like Kinkhead Dent. Kinkhead Dent. He's a Mississippi, he's a Mississippi native, I'll that, tell you that. Oh, yeah. Jackson yeah, Gazoo City, be. Mississippi, Jackson Academy. Jackson Academy is actually a powerhouse That dude is just an ugly good old boy from the SIP. He's got the what haircut that, six, going. What is that, 6'5", Yeah, he, he looks like he attends Ole Miss. He looks like he. you saw him in the Grove probably before yeah, with some like yeah. dime on his shoulder because that's how it works at Ole Miss. Yeah. Jeez. The ugly you are. You the know the Ole Miss girls girl love get. a kink. <laughs> a kink. Man, yeah. I'll be, I will also be watching that game. I will be looking all over for yeah. Kinkhead Dent and see what he can do against uh, Hugh Freeze and the boys at Or maybe uh, it's Kinkade or Kinkade. I have Kincaid, no idea. Kincaid I, sounds I'm, I'm going with Kinkhead. I'm going with Kinkhead. <laughs> that's, that's way better. But okay. Moving on from Kinkhead, that's enough about him. Uh, we'll talk about our two teams really quickly here, Dunny. I'll start off with Tennessee. Like you said earlier, I'm kind of chalking this up as a win. I mean, I can't honestly say that. But, hey, we've played well against Alabama. Absolutely killed some of the crappier uh, SEC East teams. Should have beaten Ole Miss. Got screwed out of a couple of different things. Kentucky is reeling right now. They've lost their identity and had some injuries. So I think we go in there. Tennessee wants to win badly, especially especially after being within one score against Alabama in Tuscaloosa. I mean, we got to bye week. We got some people healthy. We're pissed off about the Bama game. We're going to come in and beat them. I think Josh Heupel has kind of done what he's – He's, he's already kind of completed what he needed to get done at Tennessee in his first year. I think you can all but say Tennessee will be in a bowl game. They've got Vandy and South Alabama left on the schedule. Most likely will beat both of those teams. Yeah. Um, and we got so. Georgia and Kentucky outside of that. Right. And I think Tennessee will beat Kentucky. I think if you lose, no one's like up in flames. No one's super pissed off. But I really do think that's a game Tennessee could win just with the way the offense has been playing. And I just, I'm not a believer in Kentucky. I mean, Tennessee, death taxes in Tennessee beating Kentucky. Like, those are three certains in life. Hell yeah, brother. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll roll into the Nebraska versus Ohio State game. Oh, my God. So. Adrian Martinez, Dark Horse Heisman game. (laughs) I mean, what, like, it's not going to happen. But what if the unthinkable happens and Nebraska, like, pulls off the upset? Is it at Ohio State? Um, no, I believe it's in Lincoln, actually. Uh-oh. Not, I mean, it doesn't matter, man. <laughs> but, I mean, if the unthinkable happens, I think uh, all of the state of Nebraska will be in forgiveness. Will be will, set on fire. They will, they will forgive Frost. Everything he ever did uh, will be forgiven. Uh, but. Realistically. Realistically. An interesting stat is, I think in, it's either the last 13 or 18 games nebraska has either like won 
or been within one score. Hey, that's pretty good. So, something to think about. Do they lose another one-score game, maybe, against a team that's better than them? Do they pull off the upset, or do they lose by 40? The defense is good enough. The defense has not been the problem this year. I'll give them that. The defense, week in and week out, has done enough to win every game. It's been the offense sputtering, bad play calls, or bonehead mistakes uh, by Martinez last week, for sure. The I, I don't know... I mean, we haven't played an offense like Ohio State yet. So, yeah, if they score 40 or 50, I'm not going to be super shocked. But if you're going off just the performance I've seen this year, I think they can keep them in the 30s or something, and then it's up to Nebraska's offense to get some points on the board. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Not expecting much out of that. Uh, expect Ohio State to roll. But we'll see. I think the spread set at 15 and a lot of Nebraska fans were a little surprised saying only 15. Yeah, you know? it's an Ohio State trap game. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, what? What's the? Do we have any other college games, or is that what we're kind of sitting at for this upcoming No, I weekend? think that's pretty much all the big ones. Why don't we uh, go take a look at the NFL here? Um, we got Browns-Bengals, which I think should be a pretty good game. Browns, but Browns are they're in trouble right, right now. Right now. I think because they have Keenum, right? Don't they have Case ba- Keenum? Baker no, Baker played, played this. He past did. Weekend. He did yeah. play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How well did he play? Obviously, no, I, don't, I don't think he did well. It was not a good game. I I just saw parts of it on Red Zone, and it took forever for any of those for either of those teams to score between them and the Steelers. It just looked like oh, they yeah. both were having so much trouble getting the ball in the end zone. So, yeah, they're definitely having some uh, trouble there in Cleveland, but. Who they seem like a team that can melt down easily. And maybe yeah. that's because ba- like, you have Baker a player like Baker who's so emotional. Down. And sometimes that's a really good thing. But I think other times that hurts you. And that it's they seem like they're kind of spiraling a little bit, to me anyway. We'll see, though, what happens. I think I saw on Twitter that I think Jarvis Landry had three catches and one fumble. And Odell Beckham had like one target this weekend. Yeah, Odell so, Beckham has fallen off trouble. The trouble in paradise in Cleveland. Depth chart. I saw something about him too, saying you know he wants the ball more. Yeah, like maybe getting into hey maybe I want to be traded. And with OBJ, you never know. He's kind of always had that diva esque attitude and stuff like that. So if right. he's not getting targets, you know he's not going to be happy. He, it is odd though. I mean, is he is he just not have it anymore, or is it kind of a weird? For whatever reason, they just don't want to give him the ball. Like they want to spread it out know. to other guys. I don't know. I think he just has a, a love hate relationship with number two. You think? Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, nice little double entendre from Reese there. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm not too big on OBJ. I think he's on the downward trajectory of his career. Yeah, I mean, um, the Browns are going to have to ride their running game with Chunt, or their defense is just going to have to hold their opponents to. Yeah, well, less now than you can throw in. Uh, I don't even know how you could fit De Ernest into Chunt, but trade him to the Titans. That could be a three-headed Ooh. monster. Yeah, I, I saw some stuff about that. Um, De Ernest Johnson or Tony Pollard um, Ooh, as Tony a trade Pollard. piece, would but be, I mean, I think I think it's already been. It's, we we signed covered. Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I think the, the deal's been done. Yeah. So. Um, but moving on here, Browns-Bengals, that's uh, the first game we we're looking at. 
Um, Packers Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers is going to torch the Chiefs. I'm calling it right now. The Chiefs. I mean, we're watching them right now, and they're not looking great at home in Arrowhead against the Giants. So who knows what? I mean. The Chiefs' defense is not good. Yeah, and Patty Mahomes threw an interception in the first quarter. Yeah. He's uh, got, what What'd you say, 10 interceptions now? Yeah, well, he's leading the league. I don't know. I, he might either started with 10 tonight or he has 10 now. I, I don't know. But I, I, after seeing the Packers take down the Cardinals with a ragtag group and no Devontae Adams, I have no doubts that the Packers Randall Cobb. Will, will beat the Chiefs. Legend. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. is still doing well. Aaron Rodgers seems to be having a lot of fun this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's a total just FU year to everyone, I think. Literally yeah. everyone. 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 Hates, like, he's just having fun winning. And what I saw in that game, he seemed like he was coaching the team, essentially. I think it's at a certain point, he's like, this is what we're running. I'm calling the plays from now yeah. on. And he's going to figure it out. He's going to throw to guys he likes, like Aaron Jones and Randall Cobb. Mercedes Lewis. He's getting pissed off at the younger guys, but he, he's literally showing guys where to line up in that yeah. game on Thursday. And I think he's going to keep doing that. He's he's having a good year, and I think... I mean, he's one of the greatest to ever do it, and I think he's going to keep doing that the rest of the season. I'm, I'm with you. I think the Packers run the Chiefs next week. I like it. Um, following that up, we have the Cardinals 49ers, a big bounce back game for the Cardinals, important division game. What are you guys' uh, thoughts there? What are you I th- thinking? I don't know. I love, I like the 49ers as a team. I've always been a fan of them growing up uh, just, you know, casually because I like their colors and they have a nice history, Yeah, they but do. I, I think the 49ers are frauds. I think Jimmy G is on he the downhill. Good. I mean, he has a good game here. He has a bad game there. He gets hurt a lot. I think Cardinals have a uh, bounce back game, and a they're going to come out throwing some fists against the 49ers. I don't see them losing to the 49ers. Come out swinging. I like it. Yeah, I think the Cardinals just have too much firepower for them. I will say, though, I think Jimmy G is the good enough quarterback. Like I think I mean, for they were in the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. Right. right? No. Yeah. So yeah, but thanks then, to their defensive line. In, yeah. In the game I watched last weekend, they they started. He had a couple rushing touchdowns. So that offense kind of schemes around him and figures out what's working for him that day and has him do it basically. And he's got. I mean, I still think he's a good enough passer too. Um, but I think he's just kind of a gamer. Yeah. I don't think he's someone you're he's necessarily scared of. He's not going to win you of. games, but he's not always going to lose them. Well, mate, like I don't, I don't know if I would agree with that either. I think I, I, I don't he's know. Dangerous enough. I think he's dangerous enough that you're not necessarily scared to be playing him. But at the same time, he's a guy who can make throws when needed. Yeah. So we'll see how that I'd goes. That's fair. I, but I, I do. I think the Cardinals are just going to be too much for him. I don't think the Niners are that good or have that much explosiveness to hang with them. Um, and then to, to close out the NFL here, our last big game, we already touched on it a little bit, but we can go in a little bit deeper. Titans Rams um, and Von Miller, future hall of famer will be making his debut for those Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. That's going to be a tough, tough, tough game. I think uh, the Titans dropped this one. You, you've had a good little run. I think Stafford's probably going to have a pretty good day. Cooper Cup's been just going off this year. I mean, he's year. unstoppable. Um, yeah, I Cooper mean, Cup I, is leading the league in yards, 924 yards through eight games. He's insane. He's a touchdown machine. 
I think you might score some points. I see this being like a... Like, I, I think the Rams will get 30-plus. 32-21-24, maybe. Yeah, like 35-24 type game. The Rams are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I'd say you, that's about right. I think you're kind of, like like Reese said, you're kind of at the end of that gauntlet, and it's just yeah, it, at a certain point it kind of wears on you. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, aside from the fact that Derrick Henry is now hurt, Going into this gauntlet, if you had told me that we would have been three and zero going into the Rams game, I would have been ecstatic. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have believed you. Probably, I would have thought we would. Have oh, we would have dropped one of the first, one two. Of the first two. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't expect the Titans to win. I expect them to fight because we know that the Titans are fighters. And if Derrick Henry had been playing hypothetically, I heard the uh, the Rams play by play guy today talking on the radio that. He was scared. Well, no, but he 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 said he said that the only, the Titans were built as a they're somehow built as a team that could take on the Rams because the Rams have trouble with a strong rushing attack. I think. Yeah. And had Derrick Henry been healthy, I think this is definitely a game the Titans could win, especially with the Titans getting healthy on the the defensive side of the ball here. But um, but yeah, going in this week without Derrick Henry, we've got to put it all on. Tannehill's shoulders so we'll see I mean it's a Sunday night game it'll be fun hopefully I just hopefully it's not a blowout no and I mean if you're the Titans and you haven't injured Derrick Henry I mean this is honestly where I'd want to be we thrive as underdogs we don't want any big expectations um and we I feel like the Titans have an identity um to win games when they're underdogs and when they uh have something to prove so Hey, this could be like you were talking about Reese earlier. Some, I mean, Back guys are paid to step up, and I mean it's next man up. You hear that from all uh, every coach in the NFL. Next man up. Every every team has to deal with injuries, has to deal with guys being banged up. So you never know what can happen. You never know what Cinderella stories can happen. Maybe Adrian Peterson has a revival and has ten touchdowns through the second half of this second season. You <laughs> never know. Hey, if Julio Jones is healthy and Adrian Peterson, like comes out and balls all i'm gonna to say to the rams is watch out watch out no yeah I you're think, not that guy pal i i don't know what the deal with julio is to or what the extent doesn't play of in the it second is. half of like any game. we didn't even play this weekend yeah I don't know he's out this is. whole game if if you have a healthy julio and aj i could see it being a Tannehill puts the the league and the nation on notice a little bit yeah say, hey i can sling it around except he's hurt a little bit you yeah know? he's got a banged up neck they asked him in the press conference yesterday. They were like, "How's your, uh, how's your neck doing?" And he kind of just shoulder shrugged and said, oh, "I'm a little sore, but I'll I'll get over it." And yeah, it's like, all right, well, that that's another thing. If he's not totally healthy, I don't want him playing on Sunday night either. Like maybe Woodside. It's, yeah, exactly. Woodside. We have a Woodside mania. You just have a Titans backup game. The, oh, Titan, the Titans formula, if they do want to win this game, is. Run the ball, control the clock, keep the Rams' offense off the field. Yeah. And also, on defense, pressure Matt Stafford and get turnovers if you can. Also, apparently the Rams have some struggles on special teams. They don't cover kickoffs very well. So, all three phases. Titans could possibly hey, maybe, do it. Maybe um, Chester Rogers gets a uh, putt return or something he like that. He breaks one, yeah. 
who knows? But that's the NFL. Yeah, that's the NFL. Um, another little segment that we've done here before on Pay Dirt. Um, Will and I were talking about this a little bit uh, before Reese got a chance to get in the studio with us. Um, but some of your, why don't we just say boom for the rest of the season? Because I, I, I just want, we don't need to focus on direct matchups for this next week. Why don't we just pick a guy each that we think is really going to come on this second half or um, maybe filling in for an injured guy, really going to pop up. Um, I can kick us off. Go. So he's already started this, but I'm really excited because I have him on my team, um, and I think this is going to continue with the insane amount of targets he's seeing, is Jalen Waddle. Hmm. Last week he had 6.9 points, but 12 targets. 12 targets. He's had... Uh, more than eight targets in just about every game this year. Had 15 points uh, two weeks ago and 29 points the week before that. Has slowed down a little bit, but his targets keep staying high. And um, I think Tua kind of has, I mean, if this trade doesn't go through with Deshaun Watson and all this stuff, I mean, Tua has got to be pissed off playing with a vengeance. Hey, this team doesn't even want me. They, I mean, they're trying to get rid of me. I got something to prove right now. I'm, I'm pissed off. So they already have that connection. Um, the, the Dolphins have nothing to lose. They're going to be down in a lot of games. So they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. So Jalen Waddle, the second, second half of the season, if you can trade for him cheap right now, go for it. If you have him right now, get ready to uh, start putting him in your starting lineup. So that is my second half boom player of the year, fantasy boom. I've got a couple guys. The first one I'll say uh, who's been trending up upwards for me uh, is Michael Pittman Jr. Ooh, yeah. I was... La- last couple weeks, uh, two weeks ago, or the week before this past week, had 20-plus points. Really good, like, jump ball guy. Like, yeah. just big and physical and he receiver. flashes last year. Yeah. And then this past week, uh, had like 30 fantasy yeah. points. I mean, two touchdowns right off the bat. I mean, he had like 18 points in the first quarter, you know. But again, and then caught that big ball at the end that set up their uh, game-tying drive yeah. to go into he OT. He had some huge catches. In and the game. Colts receiver... Uh, T.Y. Hilton just got a concussion. They're, I mean, they're depleted. I think yeah. at the end of that Titans game, they were literally playing all of their active receivers. Yeah, they had three, and they, they were all three. on the field. Wow. So expect Michael Pittman Jr. to be getting... Yeah, like 15 targets. targets a game. Like all the targets. Uh, another guy who ever since uh, Gruden has been gone from the Raiders, Kenyon Drake. Has hmm. been balling. For whatever reason, he wasn't really a focal point in the Gruden offense, but this new coaching staff likes to use him, especially around the end zone. You know, throw him a swing pass, give him the ball. And I don't know, was Josh Jacobs banged up or something? Maybe he, he's that, been hurt. That had a little yeah, bit to yeah. do with it. But I think they like having that kind of uh, flex-type player. Kind of, yeah, a little slasher back in there. So, yeah, I'd see him. He's had, I actually want to see real quick what his uh, stats were the past couple weeks. I've got them pulled up right here. Let's see, his game log. Yeah, so last week he had... 16.9 points, and the week before that, he had 21.3. And uh, so that was that was after Gruden. Before that, he had had, this is in reverse order, he had had 1.1 points, 0.2 points, 8.7, and then 10.5, 12. So 
not totally under, like not used at all, but obviously they like to use him around the end zone. He didn't have a touchdown until after the Gruden firing. So that's a guy to definitely keep an eye on. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, I guess I'll throw a couple names out there. My first one's kind of a chalk pick, but I think he just keeps getting better in his second year is Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. He's already had some huge games in this first half of the season. And if the Colts are smart, which they should have been smart against the Titans, they would have kept feeding Jonathan Taylor. So I think if he gets the touches that he needs, he'll produce. He'll score touchdowns. He'll rack up the yards, receiving and running. So Jonathan Taylor is one of mine. And the other one I was going to say, you know, we all know who he is. We all know what he's done. I think Alvin Kamara is about to go off in the second half of the season. Yeah, he's uh, he's been good in these yeah, he past couple of weeks, but he started off a little slow for sure. Yeah, he started off slow, but I think he's definitely going to start seeing the ball more. And he only seems to get stronger in the second half of the season. He has insane balance, insane awareness. He breaks tackles, and he's just a hard-nosed football player. So especially, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor. Especially with Jameis being out, I don't think you're going to see them throwing a, a deep a whole lot. a lot of dunk passes. Yeah. He's, he's kind of their safety blanket, and I think you're going to see them giving him a lot of targets for sure. Definitely. And handing him the ball. Definitely. Sweet. Well, I think that's all of our fantasy boomers of the week. Um, we had another quick segment to run through. Um, a steamy certain area in the room that we haven't visited in a while. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that race? It's the hot corner with the lawyer, Thomas Swafford. We haven't talked to him in a while, but of course, as always, Swaff has had some of the hottest takes he always in the sporting world. So here's his final college football playoff prediction. Um, Caleb, well, we'll get to the games, but first he said Caleb Williams is going to be the Heisman because the Heisman field so far this season is relatively weak. And he here's his... I will four, say the Heisman usually yeah, has, tur- has turned into like fla- flavor of the month, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think it'll happen. Like, but what have you done for totally me recently shocked. is yeah. kind of what the Heisman is. So right now, college football playoff, Swafford's predictions... Number one, Oklahoma loses to number four, Georgia. And number two, Alabama beats number three, Ohio State in the college football playoff. So I'm assuming he's saying Georgia loses to Bama in the SEC championship, and that's how they turn into number four? We'll go with that. I would think so, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, there's no other. So he's got. Unless he thinks Tennessee upset. No. You never know. (laughs) So he's got. He's got. Let, let me think. So he so said he's got Georgia Oklahoma beating number Oklahoma. one. Yeah, Alabama two, Ohio State three, and Georgia four. So he has another yeah. Alabama Georgia national championship. Am I reading that correctly? Yes. Okay. Right. I mean, I I don't necessarily disagree with it. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know how the SEC championship's going to play out. Like we said earlier, don't count out Auburn in the Iron Bowl giving Alabama a run for their money. Yep. Uh, but if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia beat them either. That being said, I wouldn't like. I, I don't know what's going to happen in that SEC championship game. I truly don't. I have no clue who's going to win that Alabama Georgia game. Because if Georgia wins, Bama's not in the playoff at that point. Yeah, two losses don't have a conference title. I don't think there's any reason to put them in at that uh-uh. point. Um, no. 
I think Ohio State could give them a run for their money. But, yeah, I really don't see Oklahoma having a shot against Georgia. Just no. seeing them play so close with teams that are I mean, are they so play close much, with everyone. With teams that are just vastly uh, inferior talent-wise than them. I just think Georgia's defense will shut them down. But we'll see. I don't hate that. It's not. I don't think that's super steamy. No, well, that that's one of the least steamy uh, takes this, I've heard out of the, this the my corner. Tickle your fancy, especially <laughs> you, Will. He uh, he said initially in in Ohio State's place he had Michigan, but he told me to take it out. And then he says, "Don't forget to take out Michigan. Harbaugh is is about as toast as Scott Frost. They'll both be coordinators in the NFL soon." Ooh, interesting. Uh, I don't so hate that. let's let me put it this way: If Frost does get fired. I don't see him going back to a lower level head coach job right away cuz he's been, yeah he has history of being a great coordinator. I don't know if he would do super well in the NFL as an OC though. I don't yeah. know. I think he I mean he was OC at Oregon when they were really humming. Uh I wonder if he reunites with like Chip Kelly or something at UCLA. That'd be interesting. They do have a massive quarterback recruit. Their quarterback recruit for UCLA threw 10 touchdowns in a high school game this past week. Wow. And as far as the Harbaugh take goes, I don't think Harbaugh's ever getting, like, leaving he Michigan. Wouldn't. I don't think they're ever firing him. Because didn't they didn't they extend his contract? Yes. I mean, they have clearly they oh, said, oh, said we're okay well, with. We've got a rebuttal to that. Oh, because oh, I wow. told him, I'm like, dude, Harbaugh signed an extension this offseason. He said, yeah, and so did Ed Orgeron. And Jeremy Pruitt <laughs> and Jeremy signed Pruitt, one 13 yeah. months ago. And he said Harbaugh yeah, wouldn't get fired. He would just leave or mutually part ways. It would have to be some kind of cause thing, or they'd have to like find some dirt on him because of that extension. They're not going to want to pay him that yeah, buyout. Yeah, but the, the difference is you had such a negative trajectory with Coach O and Pruitt. You go from national champs to really far down. It was easy to see that that was all like, yeah. talent. Same with Pruitt. You just kind of had a flash in the pan of eight wins. Then immediately back down, getting crushed by like Kentucky, McDonald's one year. money. Yeah, McDonald's money, losing seasons. Harbaugh has done the same thing every single year, eight or nine wins, and he's still he's doing it again. Yeah. So I just I think, it, and who are you going to get unless you want to go out and try to do the whole Luke Fickle thing? Yeah, if you really believe that he's the next guy, like. It's tough to to make a decision like that though. When you, I mean, it's so safe to stay with Harbaugh because you know you're not going to lose like the crappy Big Ten games. You know you're going to have a winning season, so it, it gives you that comfort um, and safety that I don't know Michigan if they're ready to let go of that yet. Well, and something interesting I've heard from our buddy Toe, who went to Michigan. We might need to get him to call in sometime and give his opinion on it. He had kind of like a breaking point. I feel like a year or two ago with Harbaugh. And basically broke it down to, listen, Michigan is not like a national championship program anymore. You are a 9 or 10 win program. And just like, be happy with that. That's just what you are. Like, I think a lot of Michigan fans have almost come to terms with that. So, I know, which is kind of sad. That's sad. But at the same time, I mean, it's just so hard to to make the jump. I mean, eventually you just kind of ride with it. And I think that's what they're doing. They're just riding with Harbaugh. But I, I'd like to get his opinion on that. I might get hit, get him to call in or give a text or something, see what he, he has to say about that. Swafford's NFL crystal ball. 
This postseason marks the revenge of the pocket passers after the world has turned its back <laughs> on them, even though a 44-year-old with a five-second 40 is winning Super Bowls with multiple teams. AFC Championship, Patriots versus Raiders. Raiders wow. beat the Titans in the divisional round, <laughs> and Patriots beat the Bills. He refuses to back down from that Raiders take. I just don't see it. I don't yeah. see the Raiders. They're going to have to like They, they might still go to the playoffs He's in love with everything. Derek Carr. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening. Oh, well, well, maybe he just wants Mariota to get and right. We're, we're also forgetting oh. that he said AFC Championship Patriots with Mac Jones. Hey. That is a... Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I actually did because I just thought... That's I thought fire. it was Raiders take. No, Patriots... I'll go ahead and say it. Patriots will not be in the AFC Championship. Record it. Dub it. Whatever you need to do. Clip it. All right. Head to head matchup here with Willis. Yeah. Patriots, Patriots and Raiders will not be in the AFC Championship. I feel very confident saying that. Boom. That one's outlandish. NFC, not so much. He says Buccaneers versus Rams. Cowboys and Packers lose in the divisional round. Yeah, I could see that going I could see, yeah, many that, different ways. So yeah, but, well, you know he loves Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's definitely in his mind is going to make well, in a lot of people's mind, mine included, will make the NFC Championship. I like it. That's the hot corner. The hot I like quarter. it. I really want him to call, like, leave a voicemail sometime. We need to see if he'll leave a voicemail. We can do that. I think he likes to ha- like write it all down though, so he can kind of look at it and then yeah, then send. So yeah. he makes sure it's not check, check oh, it no, all he over. Definitely he does. Edit it a little. He'll bit. send me his initial thoughts and then he'll he'll be like wait he'll, he'll be like, yep exactly he'll be like wait I missed something or change this. Uh, yeah, that was the hot corner. Before y'all do your picks, I wanted to do the baseball minute. World Series is crazy. Congratulations God. to the Braves for being up three games to two. They could have won last night. Well. They, they could have won last night, but the Astros went off. So the World Series is going back to Houston. And next with, two games are in Houston, right? Next two, last yeah. two, last two. If, Houston, if so. necessary. If, yeah, if yeah. necessary. The thing, the thing is, the Houston Astros, they won last night. Winning that, they'd have to win three in a row You know, with yeah. that win. So they have to win two more in a row. So we'll see. The World Series is a is a nail biter. It's been good so far. Yeah, and the Braves have been known to give up three one leads, including the in the city of Atlanta and LCS uh, last year. And then also we we know how they fared in the nineties after going to so many World Series and only that's winning right. one. But hopefully the Bravos pull this off, man. I'm rooting for them. And that's that's the fastball. Trisha, you go ahead. Uh, do you have any picks you want to throw out there right away? Yeah, there was. Something that I was looking at here earlier. Um, I'll give a half pick really quickly. Um, if you can, if the Chiefs go down to minus two and a half against the Packers next week, I say take that. But right now they're at three, and I just don't. I don't know if I feel too comfortable about three. But the other game that I was looking at was. The Falcons Saints, New Orleans is favored by six points. Give me Falcons plus six there. Ooh, okay. Give me Falcons plus six. Art Smith has a little something rolling here. Cordero Patterson is playing well. Kyle Pitts has been playing Kyle well. Kyle Pitts is playing better. He's kind of getting into the groove of things. You can see that um, Art Smith offense yeah, for sure. It's starting to play. it's starting to come together. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, the Falcons are three and four. So I mean, they're not out of playoff contention yet. They were 0 and 3 at one point, so they've really turned the season around. Have gotten hot. The Saints are reeling right now. They just lost their uh, quarterbacks. So, hey, Falcons plus six, book it. Mm. I, I, 
I would fade you on this. I think Falcons are going to Falcons this one. But they've done it before. Man, I'm looking at some of these college games and two. So first of all, am I? I, I believe y'all probably don't know, but I believe I'm 11 and nine now on the season, or is it 12 and 10? No, uh, the the listeners are going to have to check you. Yeah, they're yeah. going to have to check me on that. I think I know I'm up to. You're at no, least 50. No, no, percent Maybe I'm 11. And, I don't know. I'm. I know I'm up. But anyway, uh, two games that that came out that stuck out to me right away. Uh, two favorites actually. SMU minus five against Memphis. Really like an SMU, like their offensive firepower. Tanner Mordecai, that dude can sling it. I'm hoping I'm not. Some of these mid-major games always worry me because I don't know if like someone's injured or something. Yeah. So listeners, check that. But right now I'm putting in SMU minus five. Book it. <laughs> then another one, uh, Michigan State going in as only a three-point favorite to per- against Purdue. Interesting uh, kind of spread there. I don't know if they think Michigan State's going to be kind of riding high off that last yeah, win and maybe be. drop. I think they'll take care of business. Think they'll be physical, run the ball like they have every game, except against Nebraska. Ironically enough, anyway, uh, I see Michigan State playing well, beating them by more than three. So there's your two picks. Another interesting line. I'm not picking it, but I would like to throw it out there. If you were to pick it, Alabama is a 28 and a half point favorite over LSU. Now I know LSU is. That's a crazy line. Seems like they're mailing it in or whatever. But I would almost bet LSU just simply out of principle of yeah, it being 28 I mean, and a half points. That is a lot of points for LSU. Yeah, I'd say if you can get LSU at 28 and a half, I would take it. I, I would take it. Yeah. Yeah, screw it. Let's throw it in. Throw it pick. in. Woo! Let's do it. I like it. I like LSU it. LSU plus 28 I'll, and a half. I'll ride with the Tigers. Michigan State minus three. SMU minus five. Those are the three picks. Yeah, we're going to ride with them this week and hopefully keep the positivity going. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. I hope if I get positive if I, vibes. If I go like two and one on this and we're up uh, 14 and 11, it's time to start uh, scheduling our trips. I'll tell yeah. you what. We, we get a few more weekends like this. I'll be you asking. Never know. Uh, I might have to turn this into a career. We'll see. I don't know. All right, boys. Well, Excellent. I think that's uh, all we had down. Yeah, it looks like it. Another uh, good weekend of football. Another exciting weekend on the way. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, paydirt underscore sports. Follow us on Instagram, paydirt sports. Just paydirt sports. That's one word, paydirt sports. Check out the website, paydirtsports.blog. We'll be throwing out articles and podcasts and everything you need to know will always be on there as well as on the social media sites. Uh, be sure, if you want, go ahead and send us some messages or uh if you're close with the people on this show, feel free to leave us some voicemails and we'll play them on the show. We'd love to hear what you guys want to hear us talk about. So be sure to send in your topics or hot takes. And guys, uh, enjoy the enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll be back here next week. Yeah, let's talk some That's football right. next week. I'm excited. Big big match for Caterpillar and the boys this oh, yeah. week, Wednesday. Out. Shout out, Caterpillar. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Shout out, balls. Tighten up.